welcome back to the New Arc Podcast, episode 27, and I'm saying that with 100% certainty because I have my cheat sheet in front of me. (laughs) The very first ever episode where I've managed to find and retain my cheat sheet for the entirety of the week, so I knew what animal we'd be talking about and I knew what episode it is. I mean, Saf's looking impressed already. Do you want a forfeit? No, no, I'm very, very confident with our crimes. <laughs> yes. So, so, so today we will be talking about worms, with or without an earth. There has been an ongoing feud as to how diverse a worm we can discuss. But, but, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I really can't see how you can win this, Saf. I, I mean, earthworms, or worms in general, I, I mean, they're, they're downright the most murderous, evil, nymphomaniacal creatures on God's earth. Let's get so, something so, I mean, straight. Earthworms specifically... <laughs> are the best and we need them on okay. earth 2.0 more than they need us well earthworms specifically <laughs> do you know how many people they have eaten do you want to place a benchmark figure take I, a guess i don't but i would i would hazard a guess that more people have eaten them than vice versa I would hazard a guess that you're wrong by quite a way. So my estimation is that earthworms have eaten about 50 billion people. (laughs) (laughs) Who are are already dead. (laughs) Gotcha there, Saf. (laughs) I mean, how do you know they were all dead? You don't know what happens after death. They could have a lingering consciousness. So, but, but that is, but the earthworm is not eating your lingering consciousness. They're just eating your rotting flesh. <laughs> How would you know? Maybe, maybe your lingering consciousness is linked to your decaying flesh. So, so I mean, when earthworms tear out your head, maybe your head is torn out in the afterlife. Uh, imagine that. That would be like heaven, hell all thrown together as one just because of earthworms. That I mean, they're just by that pure action, they have basically ruined the entirety of religion. So, so I mean, given that that's our starting point, it's not good, looking good for earthworms. One could argue that that isn't an entirely bad thing. What, everyone dying horrible deaths for eternity no, after the, life was set slowly away earth, by earthworms? The fact that earthworms <laughs> have ruined religion. Sadist. The fact they've ruined religion. Yeah, well, yes and no. So, I mean, this is the new arc. We have historically paid a fair amount of credence to the the Christian beliefs which formed the original arc. So given that that was God's divine judgment, his, his divine request for Noah to build the ark to save the animals whilst all the sinful humans got washed away. Uh, I mean, then to bring earthworms, the destroyer, as you've now admitted, of Christianity, onto the new ark. Uh, I mean, th- th- that's just spitting in God's face. Right. Um, no, I don't think so. I think, you know, um, I think we need the earthworms more than they need us. And so, you know, they are doing us a favor by coming aboard the ark. And I can't allow you to ruin the future of humanity, um, you know, willy-nilly. So here I am trying to ensure that the right thing happens today and that our learned listeners um, also follow through and do the right thing for the future of humanity. 
by voting unanimously um, for Earthworms to come aboard. That would be quite impressive. Hmm. How about if they vote unanimously for Earthworms to come aboard, we can have a million Earthworms aboard the Ark and have a whole flock of Earthworms. I I think, I think, but, but you're not allowed to vote. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't vote because that would be the blocker. But, but those see. are all my online aliases. Right, right. Jesus right. Christ votes quite a lot, <laughs> especially against earthworms. Talked about God, and you know, well, he created earthworms for a start. Um, if you know, we believe all of his claims. Um, but the, who's the other person that holds, you know, possibly as much weight, a singular human that holds as much weight, potentially, in the world that we live in today, as God? And that guy, you know who he is. He needs no introduction. Darwin. Darwin. Def- definitely oh, Darwin. And not Shakespeare. So let me let me let me quote him because he had an earthworm quote. Okay. Um, and before I even go to the quote, here's a little factoid for you. He spent 39 Ooh. years studying earthworms. And that was more than a hundred yeah, years he preferred ago. Preferred barnacles. But he spent 39 years studying earthworms. But let's see if he had a quote about barnacles that rivals this. <laughs> you ready? So, quote, Charles Darwin, quote, there are few animals which have played so important a part in the history of the world than the earthworm. He singles them out for praise after 39 (laughs) years of study and observation. This is no, you know, we can't just brush this under the carpet um, as you'd like to do this we need to absorb okay so so can I brush it under the carpet now <laughs> no uh, this, uh, uh, this, this is the singular almost like you know Darwin has spoken and mere mortals well, you and I are sat here debating where Darwin's already closed the book on this and he's dedicated 39 years to studying earthworms I reckon it's done well uh, well, I mean you say he singled them out Uh, I mean the book that quote is from is called The Formation of Vegetable Mould Through the Action of Worms so I I think to place such a claim in context this is in a book about worms <laughs> in what? which he said worms uh, g- quite interesting well that's not what he said <laughs> played, played so important a part in the history of the world and also okay context wise let's not belittle his book context wise he wrote a freaking entire book on earthworms that is the context you don't write a uh, book yes. unless writing about busy guy he yes a lot he to wrote say. an entire yes he wrote an entire book about earthworms that was the last book he wrote Saf so, so what you're saying is he has gone ahead written this entire lengthy incredibly tedious tome about earthworms calling them the, the best creatures on earth actually mm-hmm. straight after that quote he goes on to call them lowly creatures <laughs> so I mean cherry picking somewhat but th- this is the last book he wrote. So what you're saying is he wrote his book, then he died of boredom. I mean, it wasn't the Christians who picked him off for evolution. It was the lowly worms who added them no, to no. the 50 billion people they've destroyed the hopes and dreams of in the afterlife. <laughs> but, but by just uh, eating away at his spirit, no, causing this, him to die. This was the culmination of his life's work. He saved the best for last. <laughs> he saved the best for last, and he went out with a bang. He went out with a bang, did he? Well, I, I think and if here Darwin... we are, all these years later, still talking about him and his earthworm book. Yes, I mean, 
that that is ostensibly what he's famous for, Darwin. The the foremost studier of earthworms for the past five hundred years. Uh, I mean, I don't know what we'd do without him and his studies. All that mulching, all that. I don't know what mulch is good for, actually. So, I mean, I've run out of my praises there, but... I, I can give you some more facts about earthworms, mm-hmm. if you're interested. Until we manage to get onto some more interesting worms so we don't die of boredom. Well, we, Do you know I, how... I, I, I think we, we'd be saving them for another episode, surely. Because today's oh. episode is called the Earthworm episode as nominated by me at the end of the last episode. You wish. Do you know how long the longest earthworm is? I do. I do. Is this the the one found in South Africa by any chance? Yes, seven meters long. 22 feet from its nose to the tip of its tail. 22 feet. And I mean... That is... I'm sure... (laughs) <laughs> that is mega. It is mega, and you do get lots of mega earthworms. Uh, I mean, I come from Australia, where they're frequently over three metres long. And, Saf, you, I'm sure, are of a generation uh, where you had phones old enough to play snake on yes. them. And e- the, even, even, even before that, I, 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 when e- I was a kid... Even before that? Yeah, when, wow. I, when, when I was a kid... Rotary, wow. A rotary phone. A, r- a rotary phone. The, the and before la- that, you just did it with earthworms, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> so I'm sure you know how the game Snake works. The snake can't run into itself. If you have a seven meter long earthworm in a small confined space, like an arc. I mean, it's, it's the same game, isn't it? The worm's going to get tangled up in knots, like when you put headphones in your pocket. And I mean, surefire ways to kill a worm, tie it up in knots, then stamp on it, which is the second thing, which is almost certainly going to happen, given that we've already got elephants on the ark, amongst goodness knows what else. So, I, I mean, it, it just doesn't work. Well, we're going to take a worm on board and kill it immediately. Immediately, Saf. No, because we'll have the earthworms in the earthworm corner. On the, the earthworm corner, um, tying themselves uh, up in knots, so an even smaller space. And um, yeah, we're not taking the singular largest earthworm on Earth. We're taking the average earthworm, two of them, which will fit in a glass jug. The space is not so you're thin. going to you're going to discriminate against some of the most impressive earthworms in favour of the, the most lowly, insignificant, most tedious earthworms on Earth. But by very definition, by dint of your taking the median earthworms, you have thereby said we take the most boring earthworms possible and you're trapping them in a tiny glass jar for years of space travel. So, that, I mean, if you do that, they will suffocate first and foremost. <laughs> but secondly, I, I mean... That, that's just inhumane, Saf. You're meant to be the good guy. Well, we, we, we'll, we'll, we'll construct the optimal environment for our Earthworm friends and ensure that they have everything they need for a pleasant and stress-free journey. Good, good. Well, I, I mean, that is if we take them on board, which is not, it's not going to happen. D- do you know how many worms there are on Earth? Go and guess. A lot. A lot. <laughs> it's Billions, 40 trillions. With, it's 40 with 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. I'm going to say about 50 zeros after it. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, that, I mean, that's quite a lot. So, so Yeah, but we're not taking them all. The... We're only taking two. So it's by the by, really, how many there are. 
but you haven't let me get to my point, you see. Right. Given that we have 40 times 10 to the 50 earthworms, I mean, I for one am quite bored of them. They've been around for something like 500 million years. So, so I mean, can't you have enough of a tedious thing? No, because A, they're not tedious. I think I would encourage you to expand your horizons <laughs> in terms of how you view them. But these okay. fantastic burrowing creatures are the living, breathing engineers of the underworld. They eat and recycle organic matter to keep our soil healthy. They improve the soil structures. Um, you know, they burrow walls, worm cast. Uh, what else? They, uh, to concentrate plant available nutrients such as nitrogen and sulfur, they increase plant nutrient availability. And their deep uh, vertical burrows particularly help water infiltrate. So they are just, you know, they're literally, they decompose organic Not matter, they stimulate the soil microbial community. All this helps to improve plant productivity. No earthworms, no plants. No plants, can no I just life. Say can I just say, Saf, helping water infiltrate is definitely not a good thing on an ark. On an ark? This is post, post, post trip on Earth 2.0. It's very important. Well, I can expand my view of earthworms for you, Saf. Mm -hmm. So I've told you how murderous they are. Mm -hmm. 50 billion people. Mm -hmm. And I can expand that view to include how nymphomaniacal they are. Mm -hmm. Because you know what a worm does if it can't find a mate? It stabs itself in its head with a penis, with its own penis. And uh, I mean, we, we've had a lot of bizarre animal sexual acts on this show. I mean, that, that takes the prize as far as I'm concerned. So, so you know, worms, <laughs> they are so stupid, basically, they have to have, they've evolved to have this extra pair of brain cells. Mm -hmm. So two more brain cells, just so they can remember to have sex. So <laughs> and when they can't remember well enough, so they can't find a mate, they stab themselves with their own penis and inseminate themselves. They're the oldest known sperm, as I'm sure you know, from long experience is worm sperm <laughs> so, so uh, I mean r recover from that I dareth thou I think all of that is absolutely fine it's efficiency they're hermaphrodites <laughs> they, have they have both organs and um, it's just efficient you know it's evolution Darwin would be proud um, mm. I think it, I think it's fine. They're also very very strong. You, um, you do know by definition, if you self fertilize yourself, you can't evolve. So Darwin definitely wouldn't be proud. Right. This is why species that clone themselves are so vulnerable to extinction. So well, you don't get Darwin on your side there, Saf. Right. Well, he's still he's still. You know, he was clearly aware of that. He's more of a biology buff than me, clearly. But despite <laughs> knowing that, he still big up the worm above all else. So they must have so much going for, their, for themselves for Darwin to, like, write this off, you know? They do mate with other, other worms, too. Like, you know, they have, like, a very sophisticated, uh, like, you know, mating ritual. Um, yeah, tying themselves uh, up in knots over a very long period of time. Yeah. It's, it's quite extended. Yeah, worm it's sex. Um, but yeah, Dar Darwin's cool with that, clearly. <laughs> so, so that's fine. But an another interesting factoid is that they're very, very strong. Um, and they can push. Aren't like they? Yeah, an adult, um, an adult earthworm can push 10 times their body weight, which is pretty impressive. Wow. And, a, and a baby earthworm can push 500 times their own body weight, which is the same as a person casually shoving a humpback whale to one side. So that is, 
That's quite the feat. Well, uh, I'm just going to have to go back and quote you again there. I am not a scientist. This is how you prefaced that fact. And you're 100% right, because this is not how physics works. By the very fact of earthworms being smaller than humans, they have a far superior ability innately to push above their own body weight. Mm -hmm. If a human were shrunk down to the size of an earthworm, then they would still be far stronger than a normal-sized human by size, Mm -hmm. by volume. So, so, I mean, those facts are are just meaningless. Worms are puny, tedious, (laughs) insignificant creatures, as Darwin himself admitted, lowly creatures. I quote, and I mean, you talked about hermaphrodites, so I can tell you about some more hermaphrodites, which are slugs. You, I believe, in a previous podcast, have admitted that slugs are awful creatures. Absolutely not. I can't remember which, but you definitely did say that. Objection. You definitely did. Objection, Objection, Your Honor. We we have to go back through the previous episodes, Mm -hmm. but I distinctly remember this, and worms ride on slugs. So slugs are the the, the taxis for earthworms to drive around in. The worst meets the worst, likes attract, as they say. Speaking of which, I can now talk about all the other worms, which Saf has been deliberately trying to avoid, because they are awful creatures, indisputably. So do you know what some of the closest relatives of earthworms are, Saf? They're leeches. It's irrelevant what their relatives are. Um, We we don't judge each other by our relatives. You judged on your own merit. Yes, we do. Well, we shouldn't. So, so, so when we're talking about bees, and we talked about thousands of species of bees, you're but going to tell me we weren't judging them by their relatives. No, bees are bees, earthworms are earthworms, slugs are slugs, <laughs> and leeches are leeches. That, that's for a future episode, you know? <laughs> but, but this is not science, Saf. It is. So, so no, it, it isn't. So leeches are just as close to earthworms as many of the species we've been grouping together historically are. So, so you cannot avoid this. Leeches I, are I, blood-sucking, evil creatures. I'll give you some more species of worms. Have you heard of the penis worm? I'm sure you have. Have you heard of the zombie worm? I'm sure you've heard of tapeworms. Uh, I mean, what are those worms in Star Wars called that eat Luke Skywalker? Mm-hmm. They're worms, and I mean, they, they kill the central protagonist of one of the greatest series of all time. They're the Mongolian death worm, shoots lightning from its eyes. So this is the relatives of the earthworms who are going to be visiting Earth 2.0 when we get there to to say hello to their close cousins. So if we bring earthworms aboard, you are automatically inviting leeches and Star Wars killer sandworms and Mongolian deathworms to Earth 2.0. has just left the meeting in outrage at my rant. <laughs> that or the internet connection. So... Oh, yeah, you... You're muted now, Saf. Which, I mean, it does right. rather help that, my that, case, but... God or Darwin, meaning mm. uh, your total disregard and dedicating the episode to them and bringing in all these unrelated things um so yeah that wasn't me i don't know what happened but divine intervention (laughs) or or darwinian intervention one of the two i want to know what darwinian intervention is really just darwin from the other side mate darwin from the other side okay 
reaching out, showing his undying support for the creatures which ultimately caused his demise. Well, speaking of the the rear ends of life, do you know how many rear ends some worms have? It's more than one. Other worms have transient anuses. Which, I mean, if, if you're going to share a, a, a co-living space with these creatures, I mean, that they're not going to have the right aim on the poop deck. They're going to be leaving their shits all around these worms with their moving butts. So, so I mean, it's, it's, it's just not a good start. And they have five hearts. So, I mean, talk about evolutionary typos. It's like saying I want 100 crates of milk on the online shopping order because you've added too many zeros. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I, five hearts, why not? Haven't why not? you done that? A hundred carts of milk? No. I always check my order <laughs> to make sure you it's correct. Check it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I bet if you were a Woolworths delivery person, you would have some stories like that to tell. Well, I've got I've got a story like that about eggs. If you humour me a second, because it was hilarious. Let me just pull this up. True story, by the way. Okay. Um, it is animal related because it's about eggs. Hopefully, you will. It's about eggs. You're going to tell me eggs are animals. Right. So this is. Um, <laughs> On a on a on a Reddit Reddit thread titled "Can I refuse delivery on fifty tons of egg futures?" <laughs> so, so the, so the question, so the the story goes. So I went a bit overboard with JCE JD contracts, fresh and egg futures. I took a bunch of drugs, and my friend had a bird, and I don't know why, but it made me think a bird flu strain coming this year. So I got a shit ton of contracts. Turns out I hit the lottery as farmers across the nation massacred their stocks because of bird flu. I got in at about mm. 3,750 a contract and cashed out at 4,400. I apparently did not get all of my contracts out and now I have people contacting me saying I need to take physical delivery of 10 contracts. <laughs> a contract is five metric tons of eggs. I live in an apartment. I cannot take delivery of 50 tons of eggs. What do I do? I made a killing so I can hire whoever I need to make this go away. But can someone help me? I do not want 50 tons of eggs coming to my door. He goes on and on and on. But, <laughs> whew, bit like your milk story. But what yeah. else? <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, that, that's what God did with worms. And that man needs to pray to Darwin for some Darwinian intervention. <laughs> de-evolve de the potential to lay eggs or something like that hmm <laughs> well I could tell you some more things about worms so do you know how I hope <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure you do you were just waiting to hear some more lovely facts about worms so do you know how worms defend themselves there are a few ways some of them just have really bad breath which, I mean, we've talked about this before. Bad breath, small arc, not good combo. Others spit. So, again, their bodily saliva, bits of sperm on their head from having injected themselves. This is not a happy, happy mix to be scrubbing off the decks of our arc, which I'm going to say right now is going to be your duty if we bring Earth's on earthworms on board uh yeah no i mean <laughs> no problem good and i mean do you know what the original title of the hungry caterpillar was on an unrelated note the hungry caterpillar the book the the book the the worst mm. children's book ever invented right Oh, I'm sure you can guess. It's about worms. So it's called A Week right. with Willy the Worm. Okay. And 
I mean, if if there were any invention which I were going to blame an animal for, Worms inventing that book, Infernal Read, that it is, and I'm sure all parents listening will agree, then, uh, I mean, that that's an automatic, automatic black mark against their name. I mean, there are so many good children's books, and The Hungry Caterpillar is not one of them. So, I, I haven't read the book, but clearly it's a bestseller. Yeah, I read it. It, it, it's, po- it's, po- it's popular. So I you can't know, believe these... you haven't read the Hungry Caterpillar. I, I haven't. But it's, these things it's like you not see reading are... Shakespeare. Yeah, well, um, I have read Shakespeare, but I haven't read the Hungry Caterpillar. But it is, <laughs> it, it is. Um, these things are, you know, very subjective. You know, you 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 like a certain book, you don't like a certain book. You know, it's very subjective, but the data speaks for itself, and the world, parents, children, the world over, appreciate the Hungry Caterpillar. It's a bestseller. You think I'm the wrong audience, do you? I just think. Maybe think it wasn't wasn't written for nineteen year olds. Hmm. Maybe not. Wow. Or maybe you you maybe you didn't you didn't see the the nugget the essence of it. Mm, the, the the subtleties, all those underlying themes about human nature, love and war. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you're right there. I mean, Hungry Caterpillar. I'm just going to have to reread it. Get the original <laughs> manuscript, a week with Willy the Worm, and study it, analyse it, unpack it. I mean, that that's my next weekend solved. Essay yeah. writing. I, I think there'll be some interesting um, things in there. Iambic pentameter. Mm. Oh, um, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Willie the Worm had a friend called Bob. He ate an apple. I mean, I'm sure you know how the book goes, just from the title. I, Basically, Hungry Caterpillar I, I, eats a lot of things. Right. <laughs> And it doesn't make sense because you don't get caterpillars in apples and you do get worms in apples. So, I mean, another thing to blame them for, ruining apples, famously. But, I mean, that's, it's just not on, not on. And they're alcoholics. Did you know this? So apart from killing 50 billion people in the afterlife each year, uh, I mean, worms open... It's, it's, it's a, again in the, the sort of tens of millions of bottles of wine especially but all alcohol uh, each and every year and uh, i mean this is unacceptable i know we've already forfeited bringing beer to earth 2.0 in one of your most controversial moves ever made in the bees episode but <laughs> forfeiting all alcohol because it's going to be ravaged by worms that's an extreme step it, it's not i think it's it's a step in the right direction for earth 2.0 we Is leave it? behind we take with us that improves Earth 2.0, so worms will be top of the list. We leave behind all that detracts from Earth 2.0, and alcohol would be up there amongst the top of the list. Well, there you go. Game, set, and match, I think, to me. Oh, and the thing you do need to know is that the curly part of a corkscrew is called a worm. Hence the fact. I, I actually haven't heard of any actual worms opening bottles of wine, but I'm glad you didn't pull me up on that. So, I mean, on more factual notes, do you know it often rains worms? It rains worms? It rains worms, amongst other creatures, but I mean, I think worms are up there. Uh, mm-hmm. As for creatures, I wouldn't like to rain out the sky. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, I mean, historically it has rained things like snakes, frogs, the odd alligator, uh, but but worms again, not great. And I, I think I think we've mentioned this before, 
basically it happens when water spouts like tornadoes suck up mm. these creatures and then lose their steam drop them down the line but in bringing I, worms I, to 3.0 you're asking I'd rather, for that i'd rather worms than an alligator or elephants so <laughs> or elephants well i haven't heard of it raining elephants but but i mean i would rather something like meatballs so we can bring meatballs to earth 2.0 and leave the worms behind simple we can bring we can bring meatballs alongside the earthworms um, yeah, but then you get worms in meatballs raining from the sky they, they, they don't mix saf it's, it's, it's not one well, plus we, one we, equals we, two it's, it's not better having both of them it's worse meatballs from the sky is actually quite gross now that i think about it oh no you just look up with your mouth open oh no that's gross <laughs> So um, gross. It's one of the best films ever made. <laughs> I haven't watched it, but I'm sure I, it's I great. I, I haven't watched it either. Um, okay. So, here's a little uh, tangential bit of um, info for you. Maybe it's oversharing, but I, but I have been an but I have been an earthworm. Whoa. I mean, instant black mark against them, so... So, I um, once participated in a ayahuasca ceremony. Um, and during the ceremony, during the journey, I became an earthworm. Like, I was an actual earthworm under the earth experiencing life as an earthworm and there was no like there was no sense of saf or what a human is because i was an earthworm and that was it it was black up it was black down it was black to the side and i was an earthworm for what felt like years um so yeah i i i you know i have a um, having had this first-hand experience. Um, oh, I love the anecdote. Feel- yeah, yeah. I mean, Ooh. sensory deprivation aside, can you tell me your four key learnings uh, from being an earthworm, how to deal with the pandemic? Because I don't think the chameleons cut it, so... The chameleons? Uh, I mean, you're, of course, you're a great PhD scholar oh. from last episode. There are four key learnings from chameleons oh, yeah. about oh, surviving yes. as a human. The, Har- the Harvard I mean, guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And what have you learned from being an earthworm? So, so my learning from being, <laughs> being an earthworm Putting was, on that, the spot. was that you have to make peace with what is. <laughs> because, because I was, you see, I was, I was, I was, I was fighting it. I was fighting being an earthworm, and mm. I remained an earthworm for as long as the struggle continued. And then, after what I said felt like years, I decided, you know what, I'm an earthworm, and I will embrace it and be an earthworm and be the best goddamn earthworm I can be. And then bang, I was back. I was back as Saf as a human in the room, and I was no longer an earthworm. So, so, so you didn't have a, time to spear your own head with your penis, is what you're saying. Didn't no, quite get around to that part? Embracing being an earthworm? Okay. No, I, I didn't get to that part, but it was a very valuable lesson to not to not to not struggle with what is okay well on a slightly <laughs> less philosophical <laughs> note <laughs> i mean one of my key fears of bringing earthworms on board aside from them murdering everyone it is simply the awkward conversations because, I mean, I'm right. sure you've heard the, what the teenagers say. Speak to the arse, not the face. And you can't tell the difference with earthworms. I, I think I got that saying right, didn't I? I but, but they look identical. <laughs> right, that was a roundabout way of saying 
They look identical. You brought the teenagers into it. They don't I, say I was that. making a point, Saf. It's yeah, I know. extremely awkward to start a conversation and then realise you're speaking to someone's ass. I'm sure you know this from being an earthworm, from experience. So, so I mean, how, how do you combat that? They don't take offence, is one. They don't, okay. They don't. Uh, they're pretty easygoing. They don't take offence. So really, it's about us letting go of these uh, hang-ups that we have around asses and faces and whatnot. None of this is real. This is all in our minds. Mm. Oh, it's all, all a, an illusion. Uh, a computer program designed to engineer the perception of sentience in non-corporeal forms, which means the words have nothing to eat, there's no afterlife. I mean, yeah, you've wrapped it all up nicely, though. Within the metaverse, uh, there was a very interesting um, TED talk that I haven't yet watched, but I've um, <laughs> but, but, but I've but I've saved. But I've saved. But you've psychically managed to divine the contents thereof. No, no, I've saved it to to watch it, and okay. uh, the title you'll appreciate this because it's exactly what we were talking about is. Your brain hallucinates your conscious reality. Ooh. I, I want to watch it. I haven't got around to it yet. Does it make any wise, insightful comments about the, the role of worms in destroying the afterlife? Because if so, I might watch it. Otherwise, mm. I definitely won't. I'm not sure, but it sounds a fascinating okay. can talk. It does. It definitely sounds fascinating. I won't disagree with that. But, 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 see, because worms have multiple butts, you have to have multiple butts there. Uh, I'm glad you got that reference. Uh, I mean, worms are just evil creatures. So, you know, they destroy the game of golf. Another thing I can blame them for, apart from destroying apples. The game of game golf of still golf. exists. You do, you do realize, right? Oh, it's still ongoing. Barely. I mean, who plays golf anymore? Golf's a, a dead, lot of dead game, like Latin. Romans played golf. Romans dead. Dead game. I don't know if the Romans played golf. They should have. Definitely should have. But I mean, worms have ruined golf. Worms feed moles. Moles dig holes. Holes distract from holes and golf course, which ruins the game. So, very simple chain of events. Worms feed birds. Birds poop on skyscrapers, causing billions of dollars of damage, destroying the, the greatest artifacts of our generation. The Empire State Building, the Eiffel Tower, which now has to get cleaned off laboriously every few years from the bird shit it accumulates. This All is, of that is, is because of worms. This is not an episode against birds. We've already had that. We've had <laughs> pigeons, you know, you're, you're, you're recycling things and now you're kind of like, you know, you're, 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 you know, you're not even insulting the worms, you're insulting the birds and trying to find some loose, um, you know, guilty by association thing. Um, you know, the worms ain't pooping on the Eiffel Tower or the Empire State Building. Um, well, indirectly. Well, indirectly is like a slippery slope to go down on because um, everything, as you well know, is connected. And so indirectly, everything, everybody's done everything. I think it comes down to how you define pooping, Saf. Because those earthworms which the birds ate had poop inside of them. And now they've landed on the Eiffel Tower. So have they pooped on the Eiffel Tower? It's, 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 a, it's a philosophical moot point, I think. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Right. Okay. Well, I, ha well, I have a, a closing statement. Um, Pray tell. 
which you know I, I will I will share then leave it again as I said to our learned audience to to determine the fate of Earth 2.0. This is way bigger than the Earthworms. Um, this is fundamentally the survival of humanity. It's the so, birds and the moles and the Eiffel Tower, all of that. It's every, everything that is holy. So let's take a moment <laughs> to marvel at how brilliant Earthworms are. We all take them for granted. Okay. Well, you do, for sure. I don't. Definitely. But without them, life itself would stop. Our gardens, hmm. fields and farms wouldn't be able to grow the food and support the crops and animals we need to survive. So directly and indirectly, we live because they live. Recent research even suggests that they can help clean up polluted land, turning it back into rich, fertile ground like magic. From where I'm standing, like We've not even scratched the surface of how amazing these miniature engineers of the soil truly are. So, do the right you thing. Give the applause. Vote, okay. vote, earthworms. No. Vote, vote for earthworms. For earthworms is a vote for humanity. That's, the, that's my episode tagline. Well, that is going to come back to haunt you. Now, for my closing statement, you mentioned magic. The worst character in Harry Potter, Wormtail, indisputably evil, takes his name for Worm. I mean, we've already talked about nominative determinism on this podcast. If it's called a worm, it is Worm. And Wormtail is a piece of shit. Secondly, Wormholes... I mean, talk about tempting fate. Bring a worm on board an ark, they know what you say. So, I mean, that's decades of bad luck, I'm sure. In space superstition, means you're almost certain to fall headfirst into a wormhole, be swallowed up by the giant space worms. I mean, it's probably another game of giant snakes in space. It's giant super-sized space worms wriggling around and you are almost certain to be sucked up by one if you bring a worm on board and finally and thirdly which comes back to your closing sentence you said a vote for worms is a vote for humans and we have definitively stated over 20 six prior episodes of this podcast that humans are the most diabolical species which have ever lived. Worms share 75% of their DNA with humans. They are three quarters human by dint of that. And humans are evil, murderous. That they hop off podcast recordings mid-episode because they blame their internet connection on it. They listen to stupid people like myself rambling on stupid podcasts like this, and then they have the sheer idiocy to even contemplate voting for worms to make it to a hypothetical new planet on a hypothetical arc through a hypothetical void of wormhole-filled space, which doesn't exist. I rest my case. I think your third point was like harakiri, basically. Um, <laughs> that was that, that was the kitchen sink. So that 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 that, that um, emboldens me. It, it makes me feel like you know earthworms. Earthworms are already there. It's just a matter of time. Your second point, um, which is interesting, these space alien earthworms. They are not going to attack us if we have earthworms on board. Because they look at it and go, "Oh, these are friends. They are bringing earthworms to space." Captive so they slave earthworms. Yes. No, they will. They will. No, they're going to be. They're going to be well looked after. Um, mm. Our welfare policy for the Ark is going to be top notch. Um, okay. so, so space worms will uh, take pity on us. And you know they will, they will, uh, you know they will come in peace. Whereas, if we left the earthworms behind, 
word will get out that we left them behind, that we're mean, that we're racist, that we're discriminating against earthworms, that we are ungrateful for all they have done for us. And then the space worms will eat us and that would just be karmic justice. Uh, and we deserve it. Mm. So for the future of humanity, as we become a space-bearing civilization through our voyage to Earth 2.0, Earthworms, singular most important component to the whole thing. Directly, indirectly, in every which way, they are the puzzle, the piece that holds this puzzle together. So it's taken us 27 episodes to arrive at this conclusion, but here we are. Here we are. The, well, there's no, there's no episode twenty-eight. They don't make it about the art because it's just, it's literally, it's literally pointless. I should have put my foot down after cats, mm-hmm. but I didn't. But here I am. Okay. Episodes is mission critical. We need the airfoam on board. Well, you know what we're going to have to do? We are going to have to leave it to our learned or less so listeners to decide. Let us know whether you believe earthworms deserve to make it on board. I mean, essentially what we're asking them to vote on is whether they hate humanity. And given the current state of humanity post-Covid, post the Trumpian era, post-Brexit, post the world going to pot, I think I know what the answer to that is. So, if you hate people, vote to keep earthworms away from the Ark, and if you are an egocentric bastard, then maybe we can bring them on board. Join us next week, when we will be discussing another animal, whether or whether not earthworms make it on board, because it'll be too late for Saf. So, I mean, join us next week, when we will be discussing it's my turn to choose isn't it Mm -hmm. when we will be discussing meerkats ooh nice there we go time for Saf to get his revenge from episode 2 not quite cats but close enough and very murderous got to say one of the most murderous animals also very adorable also very adorable evil bastards join us then (laughs) 